At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. are listening to The Radiator here at Big Heavy World. I'm your host, Abby BK, and now begins Rocket Shop Radio Hour. And with us tonight, we have Lillian Ledbetter. How are you doing? Quite well. How are you? I'm doing great. And I remember when you were here last time, maybe like a year ago, yeah, under right. the Lillian and the Muses persona or band. Yeah. Um, so what has been your evolution since then? Well, since then, um, I think actually it was on this program that I announced my first album to come out, State of Romance, uh, and it is this week that I released said album. Uh, so I'm really excited. It does feel full circle. Um, since then, yeah, recorded a whole album, uh, played a bunch of tunes, had a lovely summer vacation, and here we are. Amazing. Yeah. Well, we're so glad that you're back, and we would love to kick things off with a uh, song, so go right ahead. Thank you. This uh, this is going to go ahead and be the first tune off of the album that just came out, Not in the Mood for Heartbreak.
heartbreak Lillian Ledbetter beautiful so take us through your process for this new album how did the concept come to you and what has been the writing process for it all yeah sure so uh the concept of this album was actually given to me by a friend uh in a in a voice memo um I was walking through the streets of Burlington right past Radio Bean uh, on my way downtown and I was listening to a voice memo from my friend Sophia. She was living in Paris at the time and we had just been exchanging because we hadn't had time to get on the phone and um, she referred to the state that I was living in as a state of romance. Um, And in that moment, it really just clicked for me. Like the last few years clicked for me, like all the poetry I'd written had clicked for me. It gave it a framework to kind of work within this idea that I was living in this romanticized, beautiful world that was a state of mind. It was a state of being. So that was kind of where the inspiration for the name of the project came from and also the organization of the project and the structure of the project. Um, Before, you know, like most things, before you uh, get a name, you kind of start the project and you're, you're sifting through, is this something? What is this? Does this belong here? You're kind of categorizing as humans love to do. Um, So that really began the process for, for this album. Um, and the songs themselves uh, kind of appeared in snippets over the last few years. You get little seedlings here and there, and um, some of them were fostered to maturity, and here we are. There you go. Yeah. So in terms of romanticizing your life, do you feel like that's something that you've always kind of done, or is this like a, a new era that you feel like you've come into that also influenced the album? I think um, actually it's it's something, yeah, something that I've always done, I think in a lot of ways, it's the preservation of a childlike look on world, the world. Um, 
you know, this idea that we aren't, uh, that you have to like grow up and toughen up is one of my like least favorite things that you could possibly say to a person because how horrible, what a horrible thing to ask someone to do. I think to say, to stay soft and to stay open and to stay uh, welcoming to, to new adventures and, and new possibilities and not let uh, negative experiences or advice or this kind of just you know, this is the way it should be done attitude, infiltrate that. I think there's a lot of beauty in um, remaining a believer to whatever it is that you believe, but really kind of sticking to um, a narrative that improves your life versus detracts from it. Um, So yeah, I think it's a remnant from childhood in a lot of ways and something that I actively upkeep. Yeah, I love that. So do you feel like there are any like particular musical inspirations that also inspired the album, like certain artists you've been listening to that you feel like you've kind of found your sound in it all? Yeah, absolutely. So I I grew up with a very uh, folk-centric background. Um, I listened to a lot and sang a lot of choral music growing up as well. Um, And in in the album, you will see hints uh, to to all of those things. Uh, I do a lot of vocal layering uh, to create choirs underneath a lot of the songs for padding instead of adding additional instruments. Uh, And on occasion... um, yeah, we'll, we'll bring in other soloists as well, but that's kind of where the original songwriting comes from for me is, is kind of this acapella writing process. I do also use guitar, um, but primarily it starts from humming uh, is usually how I kind of get into it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So in terms of, I think earlier you were speaking about your background in singing and you've done some traveling with all of that too. Any influences from your travels? Yes, absolutely. I think I've definitely been in like a a Nordic folk uh, phase for quite a while, which is a little niche, but also once you get into it, quite broad. Um, Like anything, I'm sure anybody who's into a niche would say that about the thing they're into. It's like, actually, there's so much to it. But truly, I have found uh, a lot of musicians that I've really kind of fallen in love with in that scene, I find um, folk music to be like the primary inspiration. And, you know, um, Billy Martin is a a favorite of mine. Phoebe Bridgers is a fan of mine, or I'm a fan of hers. Um, So, yeah, I mean, kind of all across the board. My playlists are pretty sporadic and chaotic, but I I like to to draw in whatever is speaking at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Well, we would love to hear another song. Sure. I think we're going to do the second track off the album. Or is it the third? You you couldn't know. You'll have to buy the CD to find out. (laughs) (laughs) Or stream it online. It's everywhere. State of Romance. Um, This one is called American Sweetheart. We'll talk about it a little bit more after, but we'll we'll do a little singing for you. Phil Cohen is with me tonight. He is on guitar. Thanks for being here, Phil. Where your careless words run and grow. 
shift to overdrive I don't want to but the fast lane makes me feel like I'm alive Sweep me off my feet My American sweetheart And crash into me As I'm the road dive by Kissing in the street Drive your 84 vintage sports car, wild and free All I see are the stripes on the stars Stripes in the stars And the stars American Sweetheart. Any particular stories behind the writing for that one? Mm. Yeah, that one is is uh, very centered around the feeling of coming home uh, after you go off to college. Uh, you know, leaving this place that you know so well, that feels so familiar to you, and then and then completely expanding your horizon and broadening broadening everything about your world, and then you come back to this like microcosm of your experience when you get home again. And everything kind of has that that rosiness to it all of a sudden. That bedroom that you were so sick of, that person you'd had enough of, all of that suddenly becomes kind of this like, oh, well, only for a weekend or only for this week around Christmas or whatever it is. Um, and it kind of came from that and, and evolved over this kind of idea of a, I call it like scrappy glam um, vibe of being, you know, kind of an American sweetheart, but not too precious about it. You know, and that's kind of dedicated to uh, my best friend, Fran, who lives in L.A. And um, our friendship kind of helped develop that vision. I, a lot of my songwriting is based on what I'm visualizing. Um, and then the rest of the words came after that. Yeah. yeah. So when choosing all of the songs for the album, did you have a tough time with the vetting process of that? Or did you kind of have a concept of all of the ones that you wanted for the project? I think for the most part, it was pretty straightforward to me. I think there's a, a narrative arc uh, through the album. I like to say it's from heartbreak to heartbreak and everything that happens in between. So, you know, you start in this low place and throughout the album, we fall into all different types of love and we fall out of it too. And that's where we end up at the end. And so it's a complete, it's a complete cycle from heartbreak to heartbreak. Yeah. In terms of seeing sort of the images visually that come to you when you are, you know, writing songs, do you find that comes from other creative endeavors too? You're just like a visual person. So you have like other, like photography and um, some other artistic things, projects going on. Do you find that that all kind of comes together in that way? Yeah, I, I'm sure that they are intertwined or enmeshed in some way. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think uh, all the different mediums of art, and I think most people would agree that different mediums scratch different artistic itches. Um, and that's kind of something that I feel with photography and, and with music and with video and, and all of these different mediums. Um, 
there's something really wonderful about really being able to like lean into one of those uh, areas and, and then take breaks from others, kind of sift around, kind of like you have a different station in your house for each of those things. Um, but also at the same time, I feel like they inform each other. Like you said, it's, it's um, when you're visualizing something, maybe it's not going to be an image that I take. Maybe it's a sound that I will make. Or maybe, you know, when I hear something, it's not a song I will write, but a photo I will take. So it could really go either way. It could go anyway. Um, yeah. In terms of the photography and the creative aspects that go into the promoting and production of the album as well, how much are your hands on that? Are you directing the some of the photos and the videos as well? Yes. <laughs> In short, yeah. I, I definitely have a pretty solid vision. Phil is laughing at me right now because yes, I have a I usually have a very solid vision. You know, with costuming as well, Phil knows that I have like an extra wardrobe for him just in case I'm like asking for something too crazy. I have to be able to like provide it. Um, so yeah, you know, I think having this um, really strong idea of what I want allows me to both take on and, and create it myself, but also to delegate really clearly. Um, and that's something I, I really enjoy doing. I love meeting other creatives and trusting in their process and and kind of letting that vetting process of just being like, you know, do I like you and do I like your work? And, you know, will we create something synergetic? Synergetic? Genetic? Synergistic. Synergistic. Thank you, Phil. Um, that is more important to me. Uh, whatever is best for the music, whatever is best for the vision, that's where I want to land. So, you know, relinquishing control when it makes sense to do so. But yeah, I, ha I have a, a big hand in it. I'm a one woman team. Sweet. <laughs> Did you find that the creative visuals that you came up with for like this whole project came to you during the writing process of everything? Or did you find that, that was sort of after the fact that you had more of those ideas? A little bit of both. Yeah. I think um, definitely there during the process of recording it before it came out, I think is where a lot of the inspiration came. Um, you know, you have these demos with you in your pocket on your cell phone or something and you're in beautiful locations or you bought a new dress or whatever it is and it starts to kind of like like an intrusive thought almost it starts to spiral and and suddenly you have a vision and you're trying to fall asleep and you keep waking up every three seconds to write down like second by second plays of your music video if you're like me so yeah I think that's kind of how it comes about yeah, sometimes those notes apps come in handy. Oh my just gosh. To write everything down. No one ever look in there without my. <laughs> it's like such a mess, such a crazy list of like grocery shopping. And Phil, what do you have on there? Oh, everything. I was, I was just going to comment on how many um, recordings you have on your phone, too. Like, mm. I think you, I saw like 2,000. Yeah, I just hit 2,000 vocal voice oh memos goodness. on my phone. So <laughs> if Apple could really find a way to get those off your phone easily, that would be great uh, <laughs> because I have way too much invested in the voice memos app at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So you've also recently moved to Nashville. Yeah. So how has that transition been and what are like the major differences you've noticed in performing music and just entering the music world in a whole new place? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've had, I've had the privilege of uh, wintering in Nashville now. I still get to spend my summers in beautiful Vermont. Um, but in Nashville was the first time that I ever got on stage to do an open mic, which was uh, a big hump for me because I performed with a few different bands at this point. Um, but there was nothing scarier on the planet than getting up there alone. Um, so I'm really grateful that I got that experience. I feel like it really emboldened uh, my confidence. Um, it's really forcing me to you know, continue my journey with guitar a little bit more in intentionally. Um, 
And there's just so much creative, supportive, impressive, uh, you know, intimidating also. There's all, all of those different things in Nashville. There's, you know, you can go to a bar and see your favorite artist is right there, just all out for a night of her, else, her own, you know? Um, so I think that's part of the inspiring part of it. It's just teeming with creatives. Yeah. Yeah. Stylistically, do you feel like Nashville has had like an influence on your writing too? I'm sure that it has. Definitely. I think um, some of my favorite music at this moment that will be on the next record is music that I wrote in my living room in Nashville or inspired by evenings in Nashville or, or just the, the daily life there that I've been experiencing. Um, but I think in a lot of ways, Nashville was kind of calling to me uh, because of the sound that it has. Um, on this record, you'll hear a lot of pedal steel, you'll hear some banjo, uh, you'll hear strings. So we have a, like a larger, larger sound. You're hearing kind of like the stripped duo version tonight. Um, but kind of that maximalism that comes from the like gothic romantic Victorian period, that's more what the album has in store. And, um, and yeah, some of that like country Americana influence is definitely uh, true to my roots and, and it was something I really wanted to return to. Yeah. How do you feel like that has differed in your brain from your experiences gigging around Vermont since you've been so active, you know, around Burlington and around just the state of Vermont in general. Yeah. Well, Phil and I, we did a tour up the, uh, the East coast this spring. Um, we went from Nashville to Vermont. So we got to kind of like see our way up the coast. Any impressions, Phil, from you about the differences? Between Burlington and Nashville. Uh, this is a much more wholesome place, like, uh, <laughs> comparatively speaking. Um, there's just, there's like a more tight knit community. So you definitely, um, can come here and get a bigger hug quicker uh, yeah. with the people around you. And Nashville definitely has more of a hustle, but uh, the opportunities are endless there. So uh, you kind of get a trade-off for like a big city vibe versus like a, um, a smaller community here. Yeah. I think that's really supportive and really creative as well too. So I think you get, you're getting like a good mix of both things. Uh, the com it's a good to be competitive. I lived in New York City for eight years and uh, played music there for a long time too. So I got that sort of feeling of having to um, just try harder with your art too when you know that the talent pool is is um, stacked. Yeah. So I think right. that's, to me, that's the main difference other than the size of the city themselves. Yeah. 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 And also that you can go out every night and find someone fantastic playing within like a 15 minute radius. And I think that that's, I don't go out a lot. I haven't gone out all summer, um, but I go out almost every single night in Nashville to see live music um, and to really participate in that because it's just like, that's what it'd everyone, be a shame to miss it. That's what everyone does there too. That's like yeah. here, everyone has something else they do and music is part of Burlington, but Nashville, I feel like that is what you do when you live there. So yeah, your thing is music, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sure being able to participate in both communities and both places has been fun to be able yeah. to, to do both. So that's Yeah, it's awesome. a wonderful perk. I mean, the we recorded the whole album here in Burlington, and I think that that was a really fantastic experience. We did it at Future Fields on Main Street, and uh, the people down there are just incredible. Uh, the team of musicians that we had on this record are incredible. Um, without them, I really, I don't think that this album would really have the same colors and shades and hues and 
lights and darks that it does. Um, so I'm, I'm really grateful for that process. It was a really uh, wonderful period of growth and exploration to really get to record in a place that was so conducive to experimentation and, and open arms and, and um, yeah, supportive of, of young indie feminine artists. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So take us through a bit. How did you two meet and how did the collaboration between both of you musically begin? I never remember how I meet people. <laughs> but in the studio, I think. I think we met at Future Fields, no? I think we met, originally met at, yeah. Isn't Future that Fields. cool? A friendship yeah. formed in the studio. There you go. Um, yeah, and then Phil and I started playing music kind of near the end of the recording process. I think Phil only plays on one of the tracks, doubled yeah, up the or, guitar or one something. One or two. Yeah. One or two. And... Um, but from there, we started, you know, uh, playing in Lillian and the Muses together more. Uh, Phil and I started just kind of running the tunes, uh, and we found a good synergy. So, right? That's the word again? Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, wonder, what a wonderful thing is to make friends through this process. I think community is one of the most important things about music making. It's really what, you know, changes it from it being in your bedroom to being out in the world is community. Certainly, yeah. yeah. What is that recording process look like for you too? Take us through how you kind of go to the studio and how you collaborate and bring other people onto your projects with other instrumentation and such. Yeah. So, I mean, I have incredibly fond memories of the winter in which we recorded this, just like waking up, getting all my stuff and like going to the studio. Nothing makes you feel like more of an artist than being like, oh, I got to go to the studio today. I'll be there all day. So, you know, catch me later. Um, but yeah, um, Eli Gold uh, co-produced this album with me and introduced me to many wonderful musicians um, and really helped um, guide and shape how we were going to um, record this along with our engineer, Dan Rome. Um, it really helped us structure each of the songs and and you know, feel things out where it would be beneficial. And then my favorite thing to do, like I was talking about earlier, you know, get people in there and let them do whatever they want give them a little bit of may maybe some guidelines, but I really like to see if the work can speak for itself. If it conveys the energy it's supposed to, we might end up on the same page. Um, and I think that's when, you know, the greatest things arise is when you give people trust. Nice. I like that. Well, we would love to hear your third song of the night. So what have you got for us? Sure. Yeah. going to pop on a guitar too for this one. So this track is um, the last single we released before putting the album out, um, which I was saying earlier, I accidentally released as Diozent Hurt. Uh, <laughs> I'm not the best speller, but I did fix it. It is called Doesn't Hurt. Uh, and here it is. <laughs> really a love song to the unsaid thoughts. Come closer, my dear. I want to see you. Morning eyes as the sun draws near. And I could die today if we stay right here. Be my 
doesn't hurt. So beautiful once again. So if you had to kind of describe with the whole project of this album in entirety, one message that you'd hope listeners to get from State of Romance, what do you think that would be? Don't be afraid to get your heart broken. There you go. Yeah. Summed up very yeah, nicely. I think that's all I'd want to say. <laughs> really, it is. Trust yourself to fall in love. Trust that it will hurt when you fall out of it. Um, I heard someone say once that love was all about sticking the landing. Um, and I think that there's some beauty in that, whether your separation is mutual, whether it's an individual's choice, whether it's by death or by distance or anything. Um, it is about sticking the landing, really making sure that all the time that you invest, the energy you invest, the love that you invest is something that is contributing to your growth and your experience. Nice. I love that. So obviously this has been a big undertaking, releasing an album, amazing. So what's on the horizon for you? Upcoming projects? Are you just hoping to, I mean, obviously this is a new release, continue promoting this, obviously. What what do you foresee for the future of Lillian Ledbetter? <laughs> so big plans, of course. Um, this January, I will be touring down the East Coast towards Nashville. We're going opposite direction. Um, and I will be doing that tour uh, with my partner, Thor, uh, who will be joining me on guitar and bass and pedal steel and harmonica, which will be a lovely addition. Um, I have lots of new music um, on its way as well. I have, you know, I just dropped these eight songs, but I have a couple singles that I'm excited to release. Um, and then um, Thor and I will endeavor on a, another album while we're down in Nashville this winter, which I'm quite excited about. Um, we have 
a production style, I think, that aligns quite closely together. And um, so, yeah, kind of exploring the idea of, like, my first album in Nashville is something that I'm really excited about. Um, and Phil has been super generous with his time and energy in performing shows locally here, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, we, we really got to explore some of the East Coast, and now we get to to chill in Vermont and, and do shows when I'm in town, which is a really great uh, experience. But yeah, continuing the musical community, trying to expand, um, expand the message, expand the music, and expand, yeah, myself at the same time. Very exciting. So are you planning for those new singles coming out? Are they a part of a bigger project for maybe the next album? Or do you kind of feel that they're their own pieces of art standing alone? I feel like the, uh, they'll probably come out as an A and B side single, um, kind of bookending this, prog- uh, this project. And then from there, I will continue with um, a new album, I think. Though I also know uh, Phil and I are hoarding uh, a tune at least, uh, that we recorded uh, straight to tape at Future Fields this winter, which was a really fun experience to not have computer involved. And you said three takes, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did three takes and we kept the third take. Um, So yeah, I mean, we have a a couple things on the horizon. Phil is also an incredible musician and songwriter and has an album coming out, which you can now pre-save. Phil, you want to do a little plug? Oh, thank you. Yeah, (laughs) I'm also putting out an album as well. I'm putting out a double single uh, it's called Monday Best in Long Black Car. It's coming out November 10th. And there you're not you going to want to miss it. Yeah. So exciting. Well, if you want to come back on Rocket Shop and I, play I your, to, your songs, please contact us. I We'd love to have will. you too. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, of course. And in terms of the visual aspects of everything, do you feel like you've already thought of concepts for the singles that are coming out in your next project? Any like music videos, photography, since all of that kind of seems to brew in your brain at the same time, which is really awesome. Yes, there is already a music video for one of them. Um, which I'm excited to uh, finish up. The summers get pretty wild and busy uh, for me, so I haven't really been able to put uh, too much emotional energy or time into the visual aspects of the album. I wanted to focus uh, on the music, get that out there, and then follow up with visuals. Yeah, so, I mean, definitely visual elements are always um, a brewing with me. Uh, Whether I release them in a timely manner is to be seen. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) And in terms of um, music videos particularly, how hands-on are you with that? Obviously, coming up with the visual ideas we've discussed, but the actual production of that, do you find that you're kind of visualizing and behind the camera of those kind of shots as well? Or are you more the model and the, the, the person on camera? Yeah, sure. So this, uh, the music videos that I've done in the past, I've definitely taken, um, uh, a pretty large part, you know, I'm a, like I said earlier, kind of a second to second editor frame gal. I know, you know, what I want, where that said, um, again, trusting the process, especially with the way that you are represented in a visual way is a really important thing. Um, Macaulay Lehrman is the person that I worked with on the the newest video that will come out uh, sometime this winter. And um, Macaulay's work is... I was I was really drawn to, and I knew that I could really trust him with that project. Um, so yeah, you know, in this this iteration, I think as I go deeper into this, the delegation becomes more of a priority, and so trusting Macaulay in that process, and um, you know, kind of setting the scene, wearing what I want to wear, and just being there, uh, doing my performance, and um, letting letting him frame and tell the story 
is kind of how this next project is working. So uh, more more collaborative, I think, as as we get older, you know, sharing. <laughs> totally. Well, we always give artists the opportunity to promote themselves as well at the very end, uh, right before we get into your last song. So, um, yeah, where can we find your music? Let listeners know and any upcoming gigs, however you'd like to promote yourself. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so my name is Lillian Ledbetter. Um, it's spelled phonetically and State of Romance is the album name. Uh, you can find it everywhere. It's streaming on all the platforms. It's on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, all those things. Um, you can check it out there. Absolutely come connect on Instagram. I love to say hi, Lillian Ledbetter Music. Um, yeah, I think those are the primary places. Phil Cohen uh, is here with me, so make sure to check out and pre-save his single that's coming out. Uh, and while you're on Spotify, go follow Lillian Ledbetter. Um, this next and last track that we're going to do is uh, the song that will accompany the, the music video that will come out this winter. So we'll kind of lead you on a little bit for what's to come, but we hope that you thoroughly enjoy uh, the album we just put out. Amazing. Well, we'd love to hear it. Thank you. Somewhere in the heat of the summer, your fever broke. I could feel the pulse of your heart beat in the back of your throat and whispered. I could pick and choose 
Lillian Ledbetter, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Thank you so much for having me. And please let us know when your new projects are out. Also, Phil, let us know and um, definitely be in contact. But this has been Rocket Shop Radio Hour. I'm your host, Abby BK. Thank you so much for listening, listeners. And next week, you can catch Carl Miller on the show. We hope you have a fantastic night. Thanks for listening. Good night. Yay! Thank you, guys. Fun.